1: Hey, hey, welcome. Hello. hello. Welcome to the Community Experience Podcast. I'm Tony Bacigalupo and...
0: I'm Jillian Benbow.
1: All right. This is a very special edition of our show because we are going to be recapping our top takeaways from the first 25 episodes from our show. I'm very excited for this.
0: Man, it's been a journey, as you know. And I think everyone listening, gosh, thanks for sticking with us. Tony and I's, for us, is a new experience, new podcast. We've had some learning curves. Both of us have had microphone issues. We've learned some tech skills. But yeah, I think for me, I'm so grateful to get to have these conversations and establish these relationships with other community builders. Because I think community has for a long time been kind of lonely because it is still somewhat new and niche. And so now I kind of feel like we have this community builder family, both the people we've been interviewing, but also people who enjoy the show and reach out and we talk. And it's just great. Uh, It's definitely a great advantage about like a niche or semi-niche, soon to hopefully not be niche, industry and just career and all of that. What about you, Tony?
1: Yeah. Well, just building on that, I was thinking about the fact that I first got into the world of community leadership almost 15 years ago now. And when I did, when I was talking with other community leaders, you know, we really felt like we were kind of black sheep. There wasn't a lot out there for folks who were building community, especially online. And just reflecting on the folks that we've interviewed and what all of them have achieved, like this podcast wouldn't have been possible 15 years ago. And a lot of these guests and their books and their resources and their websites, this is all really proliferated just even in the last few years. And so I think... We're at an inflection point now in terms of the role community is playing and the resources and the people that are out there supporting it. And I feel like we're at the very, very beginning of a much longer journey and a much longer investigation.
0: Tally ho. (laughs) Shall we jump right into the episode on that? I feel like we got the inspo talk before battle. Let's go.
1: Thank you for joining along for this wild ride. And enjoy this, our twenty five takeaways from our first twenty five episodes here on the Community Experience. Okay, what's up, everybody? Community Experience Podcast, and we have a very special guest for you today. Who is it? It's us. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's us. We are our own guest today. It is a, a solo duo edition. We have no guests aside from uh, me and the inimitable Jill, and we are reflecting on our first 25 episodes and what we have learned from each of those episodes So if you've not listened to every single one of our episodes up until now, it's a nice chance to get a little Cliff Notes catch-up.
0: I've got the title for this episode, Tony. It's the TLDR.
1: The TLDR. The TLDR. the Community
0: Experience.
1: I love it. I love it. So the way that this is going to work is we are going to take turns going through our first 25 episodes and our takeaways from those episodes, key takeaways. So this is the – The distillation, the best of the best, we're going to limit it to one minute per episode. We've got 25 episodes, 25 minutes. We'll use that minute for each one to just uh, mention one or two of our biggest takeaways, discuss it briefly. I will be using my iPhone as a timer, and it will be making noises when we get to the end of our time to keep us honest. There we go. That's what it's going to sound like. And uh, the way we're going to start is, Jill, you will read to me who our first episode was with and then i will tell you about my takeaways and when the time runs out we will switch and i'll read you who our episode 2 guest was and so on
0: sounds simple enough we'll see how well we execute <laughs> <laughs> no problem <promises>.
1: all right <laughs> we're doing it live we're in this together okay Take it away, Jill.
0: All right. So episode one was ending the loneliness epidemic with Jillian Richardson. Number
1: one, loneliness is an epidemic. It is a serious problem. It has real health implications. And you can't necessarily assume that people know how to make friends. We're going to come back to that in a future one. But one of my favorite things I learned from Jillian Richardson is that facilitated connection in a gathering Really, really amplifies the ability for people to make meaningful connection. There are a lot of events that are out there where people can show up. They can sit and listen to something or consume something. Maybe there's some open ended networking. But if you're like socially awkward or if you're not feeling comfortable in that environment, then that's going to be a problem. And if you are giving people prompts and ways to connect to each other so that they can get vulnerable and talk to each other, then you're going to generate better outcomes and you're going to have real connections coming through. Boom. There's the timer. Oh. All right. Say bye to the bell. <laughs> All right, Jillian. Uh, that was Jillian. Episode number two was unboxing community in the Pokemon card niche with our wonderful Pat Flynn. Jill, take it away. One minute. Go.
0: Go. Yeah, what a fun episode, by the way. It being one of the first ones that we recorded and with Pat, a like literal professional <laughs> in the podcasting space. But it was a great conversation just talking about something that he's super passionate about that most people don't know anything about. And that was probably my key takeaway. Like, one, if you know anything about Pat Flynn, you know that the riches are in the niches. So talking about. Niche communities and just like even if you think it's crowded, it's not. And also just being willing to go in those communities and have that serve first attitude that again Pat is known for. Uh, you make connections and then you kind of have your super niche as as Tony and I. I think that got cut from our episode. But <laughs> super we sang niche. The whole, super niche, it's super niche, it's kinda niche. <laughs> so now you get to hear it. <laughs> Amazing.
1: All right.
0: Moving on to episode three. The name of it is Navigating the Business of Belonging with David Spinks, a huge leader in the community space.
1: David Spinks is amazing. His book, The Business of Community, has been a big hit among the community peoples, and he has so much wisdom to share. Definitely follow his Twitter. But the main thing that I wanted to share from what he's taken away is having really clear business objectives. So if you're going to start a community, especially if it's in the context of a bigger business or a more established organization, you want to have a clear sense of what success looks like, what uh, goals your community are tied to, so that you know if it's working. And if you are able to demonstrate that the community is delivering on what you're setting out to do, then that's going to give you the ability to justify further investment whether through working with a company or even just justifying your own time and energy. So have clear objectives tied to your community when you are building one. And boom, there you go. That's one minute. (laughs) All right. I think we're getting the hang of this. Episode four was, So a Rabbi Walks Into a Pandemic with Esther Letterman. Jill, take it away. You got a minute.
0: Yes. Uh, Esther, that was such an amazing episode. Esther's just lovely. But something we talked about was the pandemic. And, you know, she's a rabbi. So the the whole concept, like all of New York, all the synagogues shut down effectively. And Esther and her team figuring out, along with all the rabbis in their community, how to continue having programming with their people. And so this whole concept of multi-access programming and how hashtag blessing of of the pandemic is us figuring that out. And now we can have it here to stay and ensure people are getting access, maybe in ways we hadn't done before pre-pandemic and how strong that is for communities, especially in person. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that one was tough. You, got you got it. You got it. You got it, Jeff. I have more to this. say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, somehow we're only at five. <laughs> this is kind of stressful. <laughs> Episode five was Pandemic Remote, Real Remote, and Rejecting Hustle Culture with Marissa Goldberg. Tony.
1: Pandemic remote is not real remote. So for those of you who are working remotely for the first time during pandemic time, Any of your issues with working from home, there's a really good chance that it is because you are working pandemic remote and not just regular remote. This is different. We were thrown into this situation and a lot of us were not prepared for it. This was not something that we planned for. And so just recognizing that if you are moving into doing remote on purpose or you're considering maybe like not doing something remote, and this is for your team, but for your community as well. That if you were forced into running your community online, you might be saying like, oh, well, I never want to do that again. (laughs) But doing it on purpose is a very different thing. If you create a strong sense of place and support other people having their identity outside of work really helps do it right.
0: Nice. Nice timing. (laughs) Uh,
1: You know what? Uh, it's, It's my four years of radio. I had to do a lot of like time my sentences perfectly for like when the NPR news feed comes in or something like that. Like I had to. Yeah. When
0: were you on radio? Are you messing with me?
1: College. All four years of college. I had a radio show.
0: (laughs) I did not know that.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, 91.3 WVUD, the voice of the university of Delaware. Ooh. (laughs) It was good times.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Learned something about Tony today.
1: Hey, and uh, you who are listening are going to learn something about the CX episode six, Monthly Recurring Relationships, MRR with Rosie Sherry. Yeah.
0: And that's honestly the takeaway. That was like catch phrase, hashtag it, trademark it, monthly recurring relationships, and just what that means in community. And if you're fostering healthy relationships, then that revenue part that we all associate with MRR is probably going to maintain and, and do well. You'll reduce that churn. Such a great episode. Rosie is all over Twitter, all over Rosie Land, and just such a delight in the community space. I was just honored to talk to her. Because the, the other piece of it, I want to make sure I give credit, but just thinking about what we, or Tony, I think what you term community scaffolding and just all the different people that the customer or community avatars in your community that make it, whether we're calling them lurkers or observers or whatever, paying attention to those different types of people in your community and how they hold it up for you.
1: Brilliant. Nicely done. It's
0: really stressful. (laughs) (laughs) Episode seven was the unique potential of online summits, a roundtable featuring Rob Gelb.
1: We ran a online summit in the fall called Audience Driven Summit, and it was run on Hey Summit, which I thought was just a terrific platform. And what I'm finding is that online events online conferences are not the same thing as an in-person conference. They never will be, but they can be their own thing. You really can have a event that is special in its own way online. And what we talked about there was just that it's a really good rallying point and giving people that different format gives you kind of a rhythm that there's like this big thing you're building up to during the year. And then there's this kind of culmination during this big event when a lot of different people are talking about stuff. And then that leads into kind of the next rhythm of membership going forward. So really excited for the prospect of conferences online going forward. Moving on, our next one is... CX episode eight, protecting yourself with boundaries and a healthy mindset with Esprit Devora.
0: Yes. And I'm delighted that it's my turn to talk about Esprit because she is just so cool. And yeah, we kind of like started talking before we even started recording about boundaries. And then it just turned into the episode. And it's so important. And just that the balance between, you know, the work you're doing and the, the things you're striving to achieve. And rest time or being able to say no about things. And Esprit, especially talking about the balance between generosity and burnout and Esprit learning to make people pay for those t-shirts. Don't give them away. That's okay. Cause that money is then money you can put back into your business to do more and reach more people. And we should ask Esprit how she's doing with that. We should, uh, we should do a follow-up. Let's call her right now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Make people pay for the (laughs) t-shirts.
0: How many t-shirts have you sold since we talked last? (laughs) This is an intervention. Oh, that's great. That's right. It's my turn to talk. So (laughs) moving on to episode nine, where we talked TikTok and troll wrangling with Kenya Kelly.
1: So Kenya is just so amazing. What a wonderful ball of energy. I hope we get to hang out with her again real soon. She talked about how she makes herself visible in TikTok. And she talked about how if you're radically authentic, people will connect with you. And so if you are putting yourself out there in a way that is very true for you, then it's going to resonate for others. And that's, I think, a major part of what propelled her to such success. On TikTok. And the other thing was how she handled the trolling situation that she really leaned into it and leaned into it with compassion that somebody was giving her a hard time about something. She kind of put them on blast, kind of put the spotlight back on them, but did so in a way that was really loving and supportive. And I just thought that that was so inspiring, considering all the toxicity that's going on out there in the world to see how somebody's handling that with grace,
0: especially on TikTok.
1: Yeah, exactly. Still haven't gotten into it, Jill. I'm sorry. Mm,
0: I've made some really cringy videos, so you you know you're bad.
1: <laughs> that is that is tempting. <laughs> <laughs> so then we talked with Matt Sonnenberg, CX10, CXO10. How Matt Sonnenberg leads his community without actually leading it.
0: Yeah, that was like such a trip of a story. We ended up, you know, because we're investigative journalists, clearly, found out that Matt launched an entire community under an alias and then kind of had to, for lack of a better term, come clean about it at some point and just kind of shared the lesson with all of us about think about the future and if an alias will will trade off. And also just, yeah, the whole concept of you can have a community and potentially walk away from it and other people are going to pick it up and go with it. And then you show back up and it's still going. You're not even leading it anymore. It's kind of like you create this thing. Not to say, I would say I don't recommend that, but (laughs) it worked for him. Um, He was able to go away and focus on other things. And then when he came back, he realized, oh, it's still here and it's thriving. So super interesting story in general.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think he realized the magic of you don't have to be a leader. You could be a great community member. Sometimes that's the right role to play. Who do we got next?
0: Next, we have the Community Experience Podcast 11, Falling in Friendship and Analog Connection with Kat Vellis.
1: Kat is amazing. I can't, I can't say that about every guest, but uh, Kat just is so wonderful. But you're gonna. so smart, uh, <laughs> creative and clever. Check out her stuff on her Instagram. Uh, she's always designing some really cool resources for people, not just community organizers, but just people who want to be closer to their own friends. And one of the takeaways was that friendships require maintenance. You got to pick up the phone, You got to reach out and connect with people. And Kat and I connected for many reasons, but one of them was for our affinity for old school forms of media. So something like a telephone call, as opposed to being over video, uh, or even writing a letter. Kat's been creating some resources and supporting people writing physical letters to each other. And there's just an absolute magic to making use of kind of the non-digital forms of media and forms of connecting. which I think are still vastly, vastly underrated. So big fan of all of that.
0: She makes amazing stuff.
1: Onward to episode 12, burnout management for community leaders, a roundtable chat that was with our friends, Jay Klaus and Matthew Gartland, part of our team, SPI crew.
0: Yeah, that was fun. That was our first experimentation with a roundtable so we were, you know, figuring it out, but it was definitely interesting conversation and just, you know, something burnout It's something we all deal with, but especially in community. And I know I talk about this all the time, but just having those boundaries and being okay with, ha- you know, walking away. In fact, I did this earlier this week, working into the night and then said, you know, it's never going to end my to-do list. So my eyes hurt. I'm just going to stop for the day. I've done plenty. And pick it back up tomorrow, and that was me, you know, seeing the warning signs, and and taking a step back for for my greater health and sanity, um, and that's the kind of stuff we talked about. How can you catch yourself before the burnout gets there, and and reminding yourself to find joy every day and do something magical to keep you in your happy place.
1: So nicely put, thank you, Jill. Really useful to just remind yourself why you're doing this. Yeah.
0: And then next episode, uh, another one of my favorite people. It was episode 13, Building More Inclusive Communities with Daniel Opong.
1: Okay. So, Daniel, such a great guy, worked with the Team SPI on our DEI training work. And I've learned so much from him. Learned about in this conversation, we really talked about centering and what it means to to be centering in what you're doing, the kinds of language you're using, the kinds of imagery you're using, and how easily you can create a more supportive environment just by being aware of what it means to make sure that you're not accidentally centering a certain group of people or a certain subset of the folks that you want to reach, so that you're making it kind of known that this isn't just uh, for one kind of people, it's for a wider group of people. Um, and also, you know, shame and judgment don't help from a DEI perspective. And we saw how he taught that, um, you know, approaching the stuff with compassion, cultivating curiosity, hugely valuable. Well, we're getting better and better. Episode 14, online communication in the age of emoji with Mignon Fogarty, AKA grammar girl. Ugh, a
0: delight, a delight to have Mignon on the the pod she is just the best and total fangirl (laughs) tried to keep it cool for the episode yeah and what a great conversation we had with her just talking about how language is changing in this digital age and and even in community how we talk to each other how we interact it's it's you know constantly evolving um You know, in Pro, for example, we often just use GIFs as replies, much like many people do in Slack at the, you know, at work, and it's hilarious. Like, there's just such a camaraderie with having these kind of um, community-specific ways of communicating.
1: Yeah, they do love the internal imagery that we've created, both for Team SPI and for our SPI Pro community. Um, It's amazing the power of like little emojis, little. Little in-jokes.
0: All right. That brings us to our next episode, episode 15, an evidence-based approach to the loneliness epidemic with Nathan Demir's SID. <laughs> I
1: like that you got the D in there. Nathan gave us so much validation because he's done the actual research. He's gotten you know into the room with people and studied what's going on with scientific rigor, confirmed a lot of what we've known, One of the things that he pointed out is that, again, something that was mentioned earlier from episode one with Jillian, we can't assume that people know how to make friends. And we can't assume that we know how to make friends ourselves, that we we shouldn't shame ourselves if we think that this is hard, Um, because it might be that this is, we're coming up against a more systemic issue. And so just taking that into account, when we think about how to do things, that we make it easier for people to make friends with each other without assuming that they know how to do it on their own. And also that people might be thinking that they are lonelier than they actually are. That um, people might actually have a better network of support than they realize, which I think has a lot of potential to be useful for us. There we go. Episode 16, community first workout second with Kelly Roberts, a Badass lady gang. Take it away, Jill.
0: Kelly is just so fun. Like such a, such a, such a fun person, but I think I especially love that she was able to take something that she wanted to do, realize that the way it happens, the existing community around it did not fit the way that served her. And so she created community around, you know, community first, running second. She created community around, I want people to run with, but I don't want running to be the end all be all like, we're not training for something, we're not trying to like, get a negative split, any of the running jargon, we want to talk, we want to have fun, we'll jog a little bit, and then we'll talk some more. And not only does it work for her, but obviously, it works for a lot of people who then joined. And now they have, you know, groups around the country doing the same thing. I think there's just there's really something to be said about, don't feel like you have to Try things or experiencing things on someone else's terms.
1: Hmm. Really well put. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want I don't want to overopine.
0: <laughs> we can talk about that. <laughs> plus, if you, plus if one. you want
1: to hear us talk a lot more about any of these, go find the episodes. They're all there for <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> right. Which leads us to episode 17: Avatars Safety and the Paradox Sandwich of Community Building with Mariana Martinelli.
1: Okay. So one of the things that I got out of this was the fact that we as a organizer have to deal with the fact that we want a community to have some specific context, but we also want it to not feel like an in-group thing that's too exclusive. And so she used the phrase paradox sandwich, which I think is just wonderful, of trying to balance that curation and what I find is that we want to try to look for ways to implicitly communicate to people why they should or shouldn't want to be a part of this community without necessarily making it about like, we don't want you here, right? Like It's, it's more about this is going to be useful to you if you fit these kinds of you know, criteria or values. Otherwise, maybe there's some other thing that we can point you to that will be more appropriate. And that's a balancing act that we can all get better at over time. Onward to episode 18, how big brands approach community with Jenny Weigel.
0: Yeah, this was a great conversation as someone who's worked for big brands. And if you listen to the episode, you probably remember me talking about that. Something I really enjoyed about that conversation was the, you know, focusing on your language, talk like a stakeholder to get stakeholder buy-in. And that can be a real challenge as a community professional because our skill set organically is more the in the weeds community stuff. And so having to prove your worth, if you will, to the, to, to the high ups, right? <laughs> How to communicate the value of community beyond metrics is, is a challenge, And then as well, just the different community members, talk to them, interview them, learn from them. You'll learn lots of things that you didn't know you needed to know. And of course, our favorite lurkers, they're fine. You know, check in with them. They're fine. Okay. You can leave them alone. They're okay. They will reach out if they need you, but they're, they're happy.
1: Lurkers going to lurk. Just Mm -hmm. let that be.
0: (laughs) And some people do. Oh, gosh, I just want to talk about it now again. Okay, Jill, focus. All right. Episode 19 was Codes of Conduct and Community Safety with the Queer Design Club.
1: Yeah, so these guys had some great guidance. I think kind of we, you know, spiritually were building on our conversation with Daniel and talking about there was this thread that we took away of we're not just trying to create an environment that's accepting for everybody. We actually thought about you, and this is designed to be supportive of you. There's a big difference between saying, like, everybody's welcome. And we've thought about the different kinds of people who might be coming in here who might feel uncomfortable because of one reason or another. And we want you to know in what we've written in our code of conduct, we took time and we thought about what it's like for somebody to come into this community from this background or from that background or or with this kind of identity and that that really really helps you to get your language and your inclusivity to a really really compelling level. Does am I making sense on that?
0: You are. You are. Okay, good. But you're out of time so. <laughs> <It's> too bad. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Regardless. That's it.
1: Episode 20 was Using Data to Design Sustainable Communities with Gina Bianchini.
0: Yes, Gina from Mighty Networks, and she is a data queen. Let me tell you, she takes data. They did a white paper at the like very end of last year, beginning of this year, that was just amazing, A++. Love seeing a woman running a company like that and being so data-focused, Key takeaways from the episode, besides everything I just said, I can you tell I stand Gina, is just really looking at that data, but then also onboarding. My One of my favorite topics ever, like onboarding, onboarding programming, how to align it so that things stay consistent and then keeping consistent in your community so your community members know what to expect. There's that expectancy, if you will. People know how it works. They know how to engage. They know what comes next. Make it comfortable for people.
1: Absolutely. And Gina's been in the battles. She has been in the world of community leadership for so long, has so much wisdom to share. Uh, so great to have her along
0: which leads us to the next episode episode 21 let your members steer your community with Danielle mabel of burb.co
1: aka danielle x o and she has been so great with you know thinking about things on a kind of on a higher level specifically one of the takeaways we talked about was letting members steer things. And especially as the community grows, giving the community a way to refactor itself so that there's always a sense that there's small community, even among the bigger community. So if you start out with a few people, you grow to dozens, hundreds, thousands of people, it's kind of like a big city can be broken down into neighborhoods or kind of smaller units. And that if you give everybody ways to have that smaller, more shared context, Then you're going to be able to continue to take advantage of a lot of the strengths of a smaller community, even when you get big. There you go.
0: (laughs) Next time I hear that noise, I'm going to immediately stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hear it out in the world.
1: (laughs) Episode 22. I'm so excited to hand this one over to you, Jill. Dismantling the system and having fun with Moira Ware.
0: Yeah, that was just, again, I'm a broken record, but it was so fun. Moira is amazing. And something really great about this episode is Moira runs a co-op. So certainly community, but co-ops are like next level community because all your members have ownership in it. Also, she works in you know social justice. She's fighting for change. And so the whole concept of making the revolution irresistible and just how you can leverage symbols and imagery to make conversation starters. Like she has her her group of clucks. So of course they, they do the, or the, you know, no clucks given. It's just funny. Like you immediately want to know more. And it's a great way to get people kind of curious about your community. And I think she just does such an excellent job and is so good at Running a community that might be considered controversial in some way, but doing it in a very loving way, not attacking people. Instead, questioning concepts, being critical, questioning things that, you know, happen in society. Moira is just really an amazing leader to follow if, if you're interested in that. Yeah. I need she, more time. Uh,
1: <laughs> Revolutionary in such a graceful way.
0: Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. Which leads us to episode 23, the Pandora's box of customer experience with Nick Glimsdahl.
1: So dial one for Nick, press one for Nick. And he was so great in terms of, you know, he deals in customer service, which is such a difficult world because you're basically always dealing with people who are unhappy. That is something that any community manager has to deal with. So first of all, the concept of, Using tactical empathy to de escalate situations. So, recognizing that when you are in a situation of potential conflict or something difficult, that you can try to find a way in the moment to understand what's going on for the person, reflect, make it known that you're aware of what's going on for them and that you understand them so that you can de escalate situations. The phrase unaddressed emotions never die. You can't just shut people down. If they have an issue, if there's something going on, we have to find a way to achieve harmony or they're just going to stay angry. <laughs> so communication super important. All right. We got two left, Jill. We're almost there. Episode 24, Unlocking Exceptional Engagement Through Self-Inquiry with Phil and Krista Franks of Al and Key.
0: Yes, this was a fun one. Krista's Instagram, by the way, is everything. You should follow her if you don't already, everyone. She was doing backflips on a trampoline, showing her kids she still got it today or recently. Yeah, so this was a great conversation because um, you know their their community is you know about relationships and that can be that can be a lot. I can't even imagine, and so I love they just have really great programming that that's very. Is it illusionary? I don't think that's the word, but like just very, I don't know, was so well thought out. They focus on members' drives and drains. They have activities that are like, frankly, kind of heavy, you know, but given the type of community it is, they make a ton of sense. You need to push those boundaries a little bit when trying to make progress on relationships. It's just very well curated. And I think that's a lesson for all of us. A big part of their community is really connecting with their members from the jump, from the onboarding and really establishing deep relationships and and investigating people's interests early on. It's a, it's a much more, I would say like a very intense community experience in a good way.
1: Yeah. Intense in a good way. It's definitely very useful.
0: It's a great lesson too. I realized I'm supposed to be introducing episode 25. I was, I was still thinking about types of communities. This was such a great episode. I still laugh about Our horse course joke that came about from this. And it's episode 25. Don't do the hustle from hospitalized to sustainable community with Tom Ross.
1: Tom Ross, who has been humbled by his experience, knows what it is like to push too hard and burn out too hard, come out the other end. And I'm just so grateful that he came back and built something again, applied what he learned and has been so forthright with sharing his experience and what I find interesting is he's not necessarily saying hard work is the enemy. He said hard work's not necessarily the enemy. It's more about adding the healthy behaviors. So you can work really hard if you're also doing other things that make sure you're taking care of yourself first, which I think is a really important distinction. And one of the ways that you can ensure yourself against burnout is to build a team of power users, really nurture those people, and they're going to really help reduce the load for you and make your community more resilient so that it's not just all on you, which is a really great way to wrap our recap of 25 episodes. That's time. Jill, how are you doing? My head is spinning.
0: It's hard to believe. It's It feels like we've done a lot more, which I guess technically we have because we, you know, record beforehand. But, but at the same time, this was looking through this, it kind of seems like forever ago, but also just yesterday.
1: (laughs) We've come a long way. I mean, this thing still feels brand new to me, this podcast, but we've talked to some really incredible people. We've learned a lot. And I hope that uh, you, uh, all of you out there listening have learned a lot along with us, that you've gotten some inspiration. Hopefully you are super psyched to go check out some of the other episodes now, if there's some that you missed or you want to revisit. And uh, if your head's spinning like ours is, Ours are?
0: Ours is our collective.
1: Yeah, we need to end this episode soon. If your head is spinning (laughs) like ours, then let us know about it, TMSPI on Twitter. And we'd love to hear more about what your favorite episodes were, what your favorite takeaways were. And in the meantime, we're going to keep going. we got some terrific guests coming up. We've got a lot more areas to explore. We have a lot more loneliness to fix and more connections to make and burnout to avoid. So stick with us on this journey and appreciate having you all along for the ride as we go.
0: So, yeah. We'll see you next Tuesday.
1: As always. Bye. This has been the Community Experience. For more information on this episode, including links and show notes, head over to smartpassiveincome.com slash listen. Our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Our series producers are David Grabowski and senior producer Sarah Jane Hess. Editing and sound design by Duncan Brown. Music by David Grabowski.
0: See you next time.